All right, guys, welcome back to the uh, Swallow Your Whistle podcast, episode two, um, with just as few listeners as the first one. (laughs) Hi, Mom! All right, so we just finished uh, World Series Game 7. I want to be the first one to say congratulations to Washington. Uh, You know, I... As a Dodger fan, I was I was definitely happy to see them win because Lord knows no one wanted Houston to win. I yeah, outside of uh, Texas, I don't yeah maybe even just Houston. Yeah, I don't think anybody wanted to see them win. No, it it was I mean it was a crazy series, man. He, I mean Washington coming in as a wild card team, you know, then beating the Dodgers in a game five, and then. I mean, well, St. Louis was kind of a cakewalk, to be honest. I thought I thought that St. Louis was probably the weakest team in the NL, but or in the NL playoffs. But you know, then they what a weird series, though. I mean, every every game was won by the away team. Perfect. You what? never want to see happy fans when you're watching on TV. I don't think. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Honestly, the best part about winning a winning a playoff series on the road is seeing the sad home fans. And it's even better when they're bandwagon teams. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Can we? Yeah. Yeah. The ideal, it's like I was saying earlier, the ideal NBA playoffs would have been like the 2012 Heat versus Listen, like the 2016-2017 Warriors where no home team won a game. And, and guess what? Drake will be wearing a LeBron Heat jersey and Warriors sweatpants. <laughs> I mean, or just exposing his Kevin Durant tattoo. Uh, well, that too. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah. No, no, congrats to the Nats though. That was uh it was a fun series. Uh, you know, game seven was crazy. Juan Soto. He's gonna be he's he's a star, man. I mean although <sighs> making know, me feel bad doing more in his twenty one years than I'm ever gonna accomplish in my entire lifetime. Yeah, I will say though, Joe Buck, you didn't have to tell us seventy five times how old Juan Soto is. We got it. <laughs> Chief. We don't need you to rub it in. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. That Anthony Rendon's a free agent, and he's he is uh, gonna get all of the money in free agency. Oh, I'm sure. And the best part is now I don't have to pretend to know what I'm talking about when it comes to baseball. Ah, uh, because the season's over. <laughs> yup. Yeah, and and all we're gonna talk about is something that we both watched. <laughs> so what do we want to talk about next? Well, we can talk about how Garrett Cole and uh, Anthony Rendon are going to be Dodgers next year. That'd be that'd be great. <laughs> I uh, really hope uh, that they they don't do that. Yeah, well, because the Dodgers are fast approaching uh, Buffalo status. Well, see, they didn't lose four straight Super Bowls. They didn't make make the World Series. In, oh, you're right. Three. So it's going to be impossible for them to do it at yeah. least within the next couple of years. Yeah. Because even with all of their promise, they were bumped super fast. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that the Dodgers should definitely look at. I mean, apparently they're looking at trading for Francisco Lindor, which would be, mwah. that would be incredible. And then obviously Garrett Cole's from from Southern California, so come on over. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean. PG was from LA, and we all saw how that went. Well, he he, he went to the Clippers. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, so knowing Garrett Cole's probably gonna go to the Angels. So speaking of basketball, uh, we just finished watching more or less in tandem with the World Series, the uh, Blazers OKC game. Uh, my degenerate friend over here had a little bit riding on it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> who's your, who's this degenerate friend you're talking about? 
Uh, thoughts from that game? Dame's still very much Dame. I don't Dame, Dame, br- com- Dame breaks hearts in crunch time. Don't have any further comments about OKC. I wish Dame was. I wish Dame could take his clutch gene and give it to the Dodgers, but you know. <laughs> nah, the Dodgers are on automatic. No clutch whatsoever. Nope. Um, except in the regular season. <laughs> wow. In the regular season, they have plenty of clutch. Wow. So they're basically the Chargers then. <laughs> No, the Chargers don't really win at all because every game Philip Rivers is down by four points with forty seconds left and has no timeouts. Mm. And well, you can't really expect him to do that every week. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, before we get off the topic of baseball, there was one other thing you wanted to talk about. Was there? Yeah, about uh, celebrations and such. Oh yes. <laughs> <sighs> well. Okay, boomer. So this is going to be our new segment because people over the age of 40 all have uh, the coldest takes of any living people. Yeah. Uh, So game six, obviously fantastic game as well. Whole series was awesome. Um, But uh, Juan Soto, who again, king, he hit... No, no, it was Bregman, sorry. Bregman hits a... A tank of a home run, and he celebrates by not bat flipping, but he carries his bat to first base and hands it to his fir- to the first base coach, and then that's what he did to celebrate. And then Juan Soto hits another hits a tank of his own and does the exact same thing. Now the Nats went on to win that game, and so naturally uh, Bregman had to apologize because you can't have fun in baseball apparently, <sighs> man. Even though. The, one of MLB's major marketing tactics this year, which was fantastic, was let the kids play. Yeah, but God forbid you follow through with that because some angry traditionalist gets mad that people dare to have personality or be excited, do anything people, that might set them out as individuals. And, people, and older people wonder why basketball is more popular than baseball. <laughs> yeah, because in basketball we get like slap fighting. All of the Sixers and T Wolves tonight. I don't know if you saw any of I, that. But... Oh, I I also saw that uh, Joel Embiid took a shot at Jimmy Butler. For what? Uh, well, honestly, being on a good team. <laughs> You're goddamn right. Being on a good team with actual first year rookies instead of second year rookies. <laughs> no, but basically what happened was Joel Embiid, uh, on his Instagram account, posted a picture. Um, basically talking talking crap about how it was a great team win and he was how he was raised around lions and a cat pulled pulled on me tonight. LMAO at Jimmy Butler. And then he said, I miss being part of the third stringers. I got his mom giving me middle fingers. That's some serious real estate. Hashtag fight night. Hashtag I ain't no bitch. Well, Joel, considering right. that you're po- making an Instagram post about a game that didn't involve the heat and you added jimmy butler i'm pretty sure bad jimmy's li- living in your head bad luck that's just me though yeah but i mean yeah. that was uh it was quite a game uh you know nba players soft like usual but you know high-powered slap fighting until the hold me back guys got there mm-hmm. and then it, i think at one point ben simmons was laying on carl anthony town's back in like the ugliest chokehold i've ever seen outside of the wwe um 
Well, at least the NBA one was real. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so, smooth segue. Uh, speaking of basketball, we watched the Heat game. Oh. I'm slowly and unironically becoming a Heat fan after watching them play. Yeah, no, they... they... They're a special team this year, I think. I mean, they they have they have that kind of chemistry that, you know, was it's very Warriors like that we were talking about. I mean, last year was kind of the Dwayne Wade send off and kind of just force feeding him the ball. Although, game one against the Warriors, forever amazing. But you no, know. this I mean this team has some really good young players. I mean Tyler Hero, he is my hero, um, and then. <laughs> Kendrick Nunn, though. Thank you, Golden State. Pretty good. Big fan of him. Undrafted and had, is averaging 22.5 points. Yeah. Um. More impressive to me was what Jimmy was doing for the team. Oh, for sure. Getting Dragic to uh, essentially punish the lack of respect. Yeah. He hit, what, I think 12 points off four threes all yeah, inside had, like five I minutes Dragic, or something. Dragic had like, yeah, he had three threes I, in I a mean, row. it was three threes in a row. And, and Dragic yeah. had 20 points off the... Dragic might have a case for six man of the year, to be honest. I mean, he. I mean, it depends on how the level of play keeps up, but I could see it. And, but it, it was just, it was really cool seeing Jimmy, you know, coaching Dragic saying, look, when the, when they're going, when you're, when they're saying a pick, they're going underneath and you have a wide open shot, and then you just see on the court immediately. Just buried it. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, was cool. It was, a, it was a great game. I mean, Bam's a great young center, although he, for the, for a lot of the game, he didn't seem to be under the glass as much, which was frustrating. He was getting right. rebounds ripped out of his hands by Myers Leonard. And I yeah. Don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what to make of that. Um, yeah, so... For, uh, for a few reasons, that was kind of irritating, but, you know, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking on basketball, my Lakers are now 3-1. and one. Yeah, I who, mean, they're who, playing who, cakewalk teams. Who have they beaten and who have they lost to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> they've lost to legitimate competition, but beaten who they're supposed to beat. So I guess in that sense, it's good. So in that sense, they're Alabama. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, LeBron and AD re-coalesced after... It's kind of struggling against the Clippers. It seems like they've settled in a little bit. I mean, played how struggling against the Clippers. That's not really a thing. Played as advertised. I think a lot of teams are going to struggle against the Clippers this year. To be honest, <laughs> you know, except when Kawhi's resting. Oh, um, yeah, probably not then. But you know, I, yeah, I, I just the thing about the Lakers. I, I don't know about their bench. To be honest, they just what bench. It, Fair enough. Exactly. Also, quick shout out to Dwight Howard having one of the ugliest hairstyles uh, that I've seen in the NBA so far since like Jeremy Lin existed. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, it the the two braids on top uh, dyed blonde. I don't know that that's a good look. No. Um, secondary shout out to uh, I think he's a power forward for OKC. Who has a full head of hair tied back into a ponytail with an undercut? Oh, tough look. Um, yeah. Surely on an NBA contract, you can afford a better barber. You would think so. <clears throat> you would. Now, speaking of NBA rookies, while Kendrick Nunn has been very solid and Tyler Hero has been really good, <laughs> RJ Barrett's been really good. There is one rookie that just is so much better than. All of them. It's time for Zaywatch, baby. 
Zion Williamson, uh, once again, the Swallow Your Whistle podcast providing you the most minute-to-minute coverage of the only NBA player, only rookie prospect that's actually relevant, period, whatsoever. I think you mean only athlete that's relevant? Yeah, the only relevant athlete. Uh, Zion Williamson still out with a knee injury. And as far as I could tell, there's not really been any news on that. I think he was spotted eating. Uh, If you care about his diet, I'm sure we can find more about that for you. His day-to-day routine, because I know it's enthralling and everybody wants to know about it. I saw a TMZ article today recommending that he go vegan to cut weight, um, which is kind of a meme suggestion, but a lot of guys in the NBA are doing it because they feel like it improves their energy level. Probably does. Uh, Probably does. So, uh, yeah, kind of a brief Zaywatch segment today. Um, he was, uh, he gets, uh, he gets good sleep. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> an NBA contract. He better afford a nice bed. Yeah. Uh, he gets really good sleep. Uh, he's eating three square meals a day. Uh, staying super healthy. Just being a hero through this real adversity of a knee injury. And I think that, uh, people need to stand up and respect him the same way that they, uh, should respect our troops. Facts. Uh, Because he deserves just as much uh, praise and adoration as any of them. Zion is a hero. I promise this is a satirical segment. (laughs) And that concludes this uh, this segment of Zay Watch. Yeah. Now, I'd also like to point out that it's um, currently the Warriors are losing to the Suns 89-61. Eee. Um, How's uh, Devin Don't Double Me Booker doing? He has 22 points, so not too bad. Uh, Steph Curry is having a horrendous night. He has currently nine points on three of 11 shooting. Hasn't shaken off the playoffs yet, has he? <laughs> no. D'Angelo, well, when D'Angelo Russell is your leading scorer, that... You act like that's a bad thing. D'Angelo Russell's a great player. He, you're right. He's, well, I wouldn't say great. He's a very... He's a good player. He's a very he's good player, but he, but you're not going to win anything if he's the best player on your team. Ooh, okay. I I might see where you're coming Although from. Although maybe I mean maybe unless you're the East, you can win a playoff series based off D'Angelo Russell. But okay, yeah. But the East is. I mean, thank God it started to balance out a little bit. Um. Thank God for the uh, heat. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's very surprising. Also, the Jazz, jazz are currently putting a whooping on the Clippers, so that's pretty nice. Woo! I mean, that's what happens when Kawhi. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard rests. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, then you just have uh, what, like shit talking Patrick Beverly and a bunch of gritty players. Landry Shamit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you mean King. future All Star Landry Shamit. King. Now, uh, I'd say we can kind of shift from basketball and kind of talk about the uh, NFL NFL going on right now. Okay, cool. The uh, trade deadline p- has gone, and you know. Kind of just disappointing to be honest. I mean, there was some not really a lot going on. There, were, I mean, there were some trades like Emmanuel Sanders going to San Francisco early in the week, which makes sense. Which was you know, San Francisco needed another weapon, but you know, there were talks of you know, supposedly after the absolute dicking they laid on Carolina. He, mm, I was watching that game. It was ooh. Yeah. Kyle Allen is apparently mortal. Is really what I have to say about that. Yeah, but going against that defense, I mean, it's gonna, so it's gonna make Aaron Rodgers look mortal. I mean, yeah. Is there anybody who's still doubting the Niners? I mean, they've smacked everybody that's walked in for the most part. I'm, I, I'm sold on them. I'm not. 
as a I'm, playoff team. I'm not completely sold on them. I'm, I'm not crowning them Super Bowl champions. Right. I feel like they're definitely a safe shot at the playoffs, you know, minus a midseason implosion because right. how often has that narrative come up? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, a court, you know, I listen to the herd occasionally, and uh, Colin has them as the, the number one team in the league, which. I don't really see how you can not have the Patriots at number one. Uh, the only thing about the Patriots is strength of schedule currently. Yeah. I absolutely buy them going, <laughs> potentially going undefeated the rest of the season. They get to play the Wolfens twice a year. I yeah, mean, I mean, that, yeah. it's <laughs> They have an easy schedule this year. The, I think they kind of face an... A challenge in Baltimore, but knowing Bill Belichick, he'll make Lamar Jackson look like a peewee quarterback. I don't know. He'll make him look like Kaepernick from like that was like last year in the league. Oh Lord, I hope not. Yeah, I, yeah, because I like Lamar. I hope he does well. But yeah, Bill as Belichick. per my hero praise of him last week, I mean, he's a hero of your fantasy team. He is a hero on my fantasy team. Him and Deshaun Watson both, as much as he stabbed me i would say in the heart but i think the eye might be a little more accurate Ow. with what he did last week um <laughs> yeah i'm sure anybody who cares enough about sports to be listening to a podcast has seen the highlight already still amazing better than jacoby Brissett's escape i thought he was dead to rights and i was happy and then he stands up and throws a touchdown after getting kicked in the eye. The I dude's say, incredible. I will say, I mean, the touchdown made it a better play. Brissett's escape was ridiculous. It was really good. That was... It was really good. That was ridiculous. I mean, you know, other than, you know, Leonard Williams was traded from the Jets to the Giants for a pick, which... That's the first, that's the first, pay, that's the first trade I think that's ever occurred between the Jets and Giants, I think, if I'm not mistaken. If I didn't read that right. Could be. I mean... Yeah, I don't know what the Giants are planning. I, I feel like they would be better served uh, sticking to the future. I think they'd be better served not trading away draft picks. At this rate, yeah. Although, I, I mean, mean, like, they could be a good team, but they need to grow. Um, and I just, I, who knows? The way that my sports predictions go, <laughs> the Giants are now going to be undefeated for the rest of the regular season. And then beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and Danny Dimes is going to get hurt. Eli Manning is going to walk back onto the field well, and do what he does best to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. that yeah. If that happens, Eli's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. I've, if that... I mean, he probably still is because I mean, he's anybody... A, he's, that, he's a Manning. Anybody, and anybody that's undefeated against the Patriots in the Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean... Shout. I think no. I mean if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Leonard Williams' contract is up after this year, so I don't really know if the Giants are planning on resigning him. I mean, yeah. if they are, I guess that that's not a bad. It's a good shore up. It's, it's not mean, a bad trade, but also you could get a guy who's a lot cheaper, cheaper, younger, maybe just as good. No I offense, mean, Leonard Williams is a great player. Um, just doesn't make sense for an organization that still seems like they're kind of far from contention i mean the giants had a chance to get a generational quarterback maybe and they took saquon which i mean fair enough a generational halfback but you know generational quarterback generational halfback i mean it's you, you can't run your way all the way to the super bowl <laughs> yeah you you need they'll just, the Patriots will just load the box on you every single play and i mean they're gonna do that anyway well, I mean, if you're starting a young quarterback yeah if you're going to get zero blitzed out the ass until you can make them pay for it. Except unlike the Dolphins, 
the Patriots will actually make a zero goals work, and it won't be on third and twenty. Oh well, I mean, that's that vaunted tank for Tua defense, probably. <laughs> that was, uh, I, you know, I although was... to be fair, the Dolphins organization is putting on the most convincing <laughs> facade of not trying to tank. Yeah, I mean, like I w- they're trying really hard. I mean, Monday and I'm night, I'm not sure if that's worse or better. <laughs> Monday night, I was probably asleep by like nine forty-five, but I was watch, I was watching the game, and I. And I saw the third and twenty, and I was just like, "Okay, what what are they gonna do here?" And then I saw the all out blitz. Then I saw the uh, Pittsburgh receiver catch the ball with no one around him. And then I saw him in the end zone, and I just thought, "Well, <laughs> tank for two, I'm like, I guess." I guess. I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah. So that was kind of everything retrospectively. I had to talk about. Aside from the fact that the Raiders are still looking like a decent team, yeah, I mean the Raiders—they're not a bad team. I mean, it, if it wasn't for the Niners, the Packers, and I guess maybe even the Patriots, John Gruden has a legitimate case at possibly coach of the year. That might be a bit of a stretch. I would love that personally, but where we'll are my see. Gruden fucking grinders? Uh, I don't know. I can assure you that Hunter Renfro is one. King Hunter with that uh, 60-plus yard uh, touchdown catch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, hall, the Hall of Fame of white receivers. Jake Kumaro, Jordy Nelson. Julian Edelman. Hunter Renfro. Wes Welker. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, I mean... Danny Amendola, no, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, no, the Ra- the Raiders, uh, they, it was looking good for them for a while, and then, and then, and then Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson proves that he's a generational talent. Like we didn't know that already. Yeah. I mean, shocking. That, this is Deshaun Watson without a decent offensive line. Wait until he actually gets a couple more good linemen. Spooky. Um. Yeah, and then obviously the unfortunate news out of that: JJ Watts down. Uh, I think it's a shoulder. Ed. Yeah, it was it was shoulder so, tear, I think. So he's up down for the year, which I mean, that's not looking good. But I yeah. mean, it's funny because JJ Watt. I mean, he's not to feed narratives, but the dude literally can't stay. Yeah, healthy. he's a, he's a hell of a player, but he's just been riddled with injuries. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but it's you know, I I feel like it's kind of put a detour to what would have been a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, might still be, to be honest. It just depends. I don't know. So looking forward, what do we got uh, this week for the FUBAO? FUBAO? Yeah. FUBAO. Uh, So tomorrow is going to be 49ers and Cardinals. Um, I'm expecting a team wearing red to kick the fuck out of another team wearing red. Wow, what? Prime analysis. <laughs> yep, there this you is, go. This is the kind of analysis you can get on the Swallow Your Whistle podcast. Yeah, uh, the na- because so- psychologically speaking, right, if you're wearing red, you're more likely to win. That is backed up by science. Uh, it's Woo, uh, science. minor advantage, but wearing red does provide a tactical advantage solely from the fact that it's a subconscious intimidator. Therefore, I Intimidator? Predict- <laughs> Therefore, I predict for that reason, we'll get to NASCAR. Oh, for that reason, I very much predict uh, a team in red will be winning that game. Well, the Niners are currently favored. Uh, they're minus 10. Uh, I would t- definitely take the Niners with the spread there. Uh, you know, I think I think Kyler Murray is going to really struggle, especially against that defense. And, well, <laughs> yeah, if he can see over Nick Bosa. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. You know, I think it's gonna be a, it, that's gonna be a challenge for a rookie head coach to go up against that that kind of defense. I mean, it's but the air raid though, the air raid, the air raid. It's gonna change the NFL. Well, if you uh, if you can't have more than like a half a second of uh, a clean pocket, the air raid doesn't really work. I mean, yeah. with Nick Bosa having possibly been MVP candidate in his rookie season, I think that's dude's legit. Yeah, I, I only wish he had fallen slightly further. He, but that was incredibly wishful thinking. Also, oh yeah, no, it's incredibly wishful. Also, thinking. Steven Strasburg was named final uh, World Series MVP, which interesting. I didn't really okay. see that one coming. I thought it might have been like uh, Juan Soto or Anthony Rendon or. Fuck it, maybe Howie Kendrick. I mean, yeah. But you know, good for good for Strasburg, man. Congratulations. Uh enjoy it. Enjoy it. Alright. Man, Washington was a cursed sports town, then all of a sudden has read off two championships in the last few years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, that, that, they did. That wasn't a dig at the Knights. That was I know it wasn't a dig at the Knights. Okay, thank you. I <laughs> would have been more I just wanted yeah. to take a moment to be as crotchety as possible. <laughs> Understandable. Because to be honest, the Knights beating the Ducks five to two is my victory for this week. Congratulations! <laughs> so you don't really get to say anything about it. Listen, man, the, the Ducks beat the Jets. Okay, leave me alone. I mean, I would hope. Mm. Oh, so uh, the Eagles are playing the Bears, and the Eagles are uh, minus four and a half. So let us talk about the Bears. Last Ooh, year, I mean, what is there to say? Last year they went thirteen and three. You know they were in the playoffs, and then Cody Parkey uh, decided to double doink, and all of their all the Bears fans were sad. Yeah, and, and it uh, fed my thirst for <laughs> sports salt for like two months. It was glorious, especially on pardon my take. God, oh, God well. bless those guys. Um, but yeah, no, I the Bears. They uh they need to move on Mitch Trubisky. He he's bad. It, he's really bad. Which I I now, think that he's not bad. I will say I think he's a he's like an okay quarterback. He's competent. He's competent. Um, but the play calling where they're trying to feed him and make him look yeah, like a hero. No, that's, that's I. What Matt Nagy's, the most salient example of that is the Seahawks losing a Super Bowl. So what about doing that in the regular season makes you think it's going to pay dividends? Yeah, no. It's not. I, you have a competent rushing attack if you use it. Like The NFL was scared because you drafted David Montgomery, who was the steal of the draft, and you don't use him. Like, tremendous. I, good job, guys. Tremendous. I just, you know... We just got to feed those jersey sales, man. Yeah. I, mm, yeah. You know, as a Packer fan... Please keep throwing the ball with Mitch uh, Trubisky 39 times a game. That is excellent. That is an Andrew Luck workload. <laughs> that is an Andrew Luck workload for, like, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, that, that's a $100 million quarterback workload on someone who probably deserves 10. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky is not bad. He's not horrible. But when you have Terry Cohn and David Montgomery, you feed them. Now, or you should be. I mean, honestly, I I feel like what the issue is is the fact that Matt Nagy's trying to prove to people that Trubisky was not the wrong pick. I think I honestly feel like that could be part of it. I definitely feel like there's some of that going on. Truth be told, you already can't really prove it when Mahomes and Watson were picked 
after Trubisky, which... Yeah, but, I mean, all of the analysis at the time suggested that Mitch was the only, like, NFL-ready quarterback, and they needed somebody well, now. Like, it I took... mean, no one, no one was expecting him to go that early. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But also, but, yeah, but you were right, though. I mean, Mahomes was thought as giving, kind of a project. Yeah, but... giving Mahomes a year to sort of, like, that, grow. That paid evidence? Holy yeah. crap. I mean, that, that, yeah, exactly. And I don't understand the logic behind, I mean, I guess from a marketing perspective, slamming the new guy right into the starting position, but I mean, when does that ever really work? I mean, I guess, well, did Deshaun Watson play right away? Uh, I don't think he played right. And then, <laughs> well, he only played three games and then he was injured. Oh, right. Um, oh, yeah. Which he looked great in those three yeah. games, but... But I mean, I just you... feel, I, I mean, it's the same thing across like the NFL and the NBA. Yeah. Quit jamming rookies into starting roles just for the look. Yeah. I, I mean... get that they're good. You're already seeing workload issues with rookies, especially <laughs> in the NBA. They're getting injured so yeah. much. I mean, more me... frequently than they used to. I mean, the only reason Tyler Hero was starting was because Jimmy, Jimmy was, you know, visit, being with his girlfriend for the birth of his daughter, and then as soon as he came back, they just put him, you know, put him on the, off the bench. And Tyler Hero comes off the bench in his first game and scores 29. Yeah. I I mean... Yeah. And so, had like seven or eight rebounds or something like that. Somehow. He's rebounding pretty hard. I mean, uh, it's that white man hustle. <laughs> what, what can I say? Yeah, maybe it is. Um, but I mean, if you if you look at the NFL quarterbacks right now, I mean, Tom Brady, obviously, seventh round draft pick, and he's, you know... But critically had time to yeah, develop. Drew, yeah, Drew Bledsoe was his... Was the starter for a number of years before Bledsoe <laughs> Before Brady took over and won a Super Bowl, and then you look, And then you look at Rodgers, was behind Favre for a few years. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, shit, even Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, I mean, the Seahawks dra- uh, signed Matt Flynn to a ridiculous contract because of he had one good game against when he came back against Dallas when Dallas was, I think, up... Was it 25-3 or 24-3? Maybe it was like 31-3. Anyway, one of the... That was that was a great game, but you know yeah. this, Seattle paid Matt Flynn a bunch of money, and then all and they got this guy Russell Wilson from the third round, and every I mean from the start of camp it was this dude's special, this dude's special, this dude's crazy. I mean you even saw that to an extent with Lamar Jackson. He had a year yeah. behind Flacco, and even yeah. though he's objectively a better quarterback, it's now allowed him in his second season to come out and yeah. really galvanize the Ravens, kind of set the league on fire the first couple of weeks. I mean, it. although, first week was against the Dolphins. Okay, so. yeah, against the Dolphins, and nobody knew just how bad they were going to be. <laughs> I mean, if you if you take a look at the Dolphins roster on Madden, it's, you know, week one, It it's not great. But they have some playmakers. Technically speaking. They do. Yes. They're just... Ugh. <laughs> some of their bad positions are really bad. Are we really using Madden for our cutting edge sports analysis? No, but you know they they at least had some decent players, but then they shipped them off because the tank. I yeah, kind God of. God bless the tank. Just because as soon as you run out of effort, you run out of talent too, more or less. I mean, tank for Tua. Maybe, maybe. You know the I think the uh, I think the Eagles are definitely gonna. Bring it all the way back. Yeah, you think, yeah. The, you think the Eagles got the Bears? I I think so. I think I think that uh, Orlando Skandrick, after he talked shit about the entire Eagles secondary and how selfish they were, that kind of that kind of put the Eagles in a mood to go kick the shit out of the Bills, which 
That they did. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he called Malcolm Jenkins selfish, which I... Oh, who knows? man, just burn every bridge yeah. on your way out of town. Yeah, I I don't know. That was... It was very odd. And, of course, it was on Colin's show. Um, but... I would have guessed Skip Bayless's show, to be honest. I think he was actually on that show as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, and then I guess he also talked about how he he wishes he never left Dallas, which I'm sure Skip was Skip just... was probably jacking off under the table. I mean, I mean probably. Every time, every time anyone talks about the Cowboys, it's kind of what he does. That's fair. Uh, let's see here. Oh, wow. What a, what a game that I will definitely be watching. Uh, Jets and Dolphins. Ooh. This okay. is this is like me trying just hating myself and deciding to watch the uh Dolphins Redskins game a few weeks this ago. This is like when we're running red zone on like a second TV and it just pops up cuz like it's just... Le'Veon like rushed for a touchdown or yeah. something. And then that's all we're going to probably think about it. Obviously whoever's playing the Dolphins by a million I think that the P, uh, Pee-wee football team could probably cover the spread against uh, the Dolphins. Um, yeah, I think we've like crapped on the Dolphins enough today, though. Yeah, so. oh, this is kind of uh, interesting. Apparently, for some reason, the uh, start time is for the NFL games are an hour later. Is there is like daylight savings this week? I want to say it's on Sunday. I think yeah. it's like November 2nd. Because uh, all the games are starting at noon. Yeah, I don't know that I like that. I don't either, because I really like w- waking up to football. But I guess I can sleep in and wake up at noon. And still wake up to football. Yeah. Yeah, uh, or, all right. Or I could be productive and go to the gym before then. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm going to try, man. I believe in you. Um. But yeah, no. Like, Lions are playing the Raiders. You better win that. I we'll see. You know, Jets Dolphins should be um a a, di- a bit of a difficult watch if I do say so myself. Toilet bowl game of the week. E- yes. I don't know, it depends who are the Bengals and the Redskins playing. Oh, good. Let's 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 see. There's a, is there a game worse than Jets Dolphins? Uh Redskins are playing the Bills, no. So not really. Browns, Broncos, not quite. Uh no, not really. I, I think that Jets Dolphins wins toilet bowl game of the week. Yeah, shocking. Hmm. We said we were gonna stop crapping on them. Well, that didn't last long. <laughs> I mean, all right, enough about that. Uh, let's talk. I don't know, Browns Broncos for a second. I, the... I'm praying for the Browns at this point. Like, I they need to fire Freddie Kitchens. He's not an NFL head coach. They just need to demote him. He's not. Yeah, that yeah. No, he's I, just I agree. Not with that. cut out for that. He I, would, I, and I don't even think it's his fault. I think he was just thrust into a, into shoes that he couldn't. I fill think right that away. he had a relationship with Baker Mayfield, and the Browns front office did what they what they really shouldn't do, and said, "Here, second year quarterback, what do you want exactly?" And Baker and Baker maybe wanted Freddie Kitchens, and you know, I, this is this is what bad teams do. They make shitty <sighs> hires. I mean, you look at you know look at the Packers, and they've you know there was reports that they. They didn't really talk to Aaron about who they were going to hire, which I don't... I don't think that's true. I think... Well, I don't think Aaron had that much of a say in hiring Lafleur, and... But whatever. I mean, but it's I mean, worked out It fine. worked out real well. Yeah. And, you know, all those reports came out about, oh, how they hate each other, and, well, 
if you watch them even a little bit, that's not even close to being true. Yeah, I anyway. think people just want to find, like, holes in Camelot. Not that I necessarily would say yeah. that the Packers are Camelot, because obviously they have some problems. <laughs> Their run defense. Like, run defense, that yeah. That is a big problem. I mean, yeah. Josh Jacobs tore them a new one. Ross, uh, run defense, short, just short plays. Uh, I mean, they, they got. I mean, they got gouged by like screen passes and dump offs that's against the Chiefs. Eaten. That was their. Yeah, that was like that game offense. should not have been that close without no, Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, hey, it's a, it's a W in the NFL, so you, you take it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no such thing as an ugly win, right? <laughs> it's a W. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, Broncos. I watched that entire game, and good lord, the Broncos' offense is horrific. Yeah, it's... I did not... Uh, Watching that game what? was brutal. Joe Flacco's not an elite passing talent? <laughs> no. I, the thing that surprised me, though, is that Joe Flacco... So, I think on the second... I think it was maybe the last drive where he got stripped at the end of the game. I thought it was the drive before, then he got hit, and then he was the trainers were working on his neck because they thought he had a neck injury. Oh. And then he came back for the last drive and then fumbled, and then the game was over. And then in the in the post game press conference, he he was pretty much just talking shit about the play calling, and saying that they yeah they were afraid to they're afraid to win. And go for a win yeah right. yeah which I mean if you looked at their offense they were yeah he's he's not wrong like he's the, part of the problem he is but he's also correct in diagnosing it yeah so and then all of a sudden it says Flacco's out for five to six weeks and I don't know who the hell they're starting uh, but. We'll see. It's I mean, been the wheel of backup quarterbacks. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. John Elway is actually just going to come down from the office and play backup. <laughs> I mean, couldn't do any worse. Uh, oh, is Elway tall enough to be uh, to like pass his test of quarterbacks? I don't know. Is he seven foot seven? And white? He is white. Okay, well, there you go. Maybe if he stands on his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I. They need Drew Locke to come back real soon which oh, yeah. again they're probably going to ruin his career well of course they're going to ruin his career as i just mentioned for the most part ramming rookies into places that they don't necessarily belong typically has disastrous outcomes mm. for said rookies and the organizations just move on it's kind of a shitty business model but it seems to happen a lot yeah but now i you know i'm half expecting the broncos to go into cleveland and win because that uh, wouldn't shock oh, me. I want the Browns to win. They need to oh win. Oh no! Yeah, no, it's in Denver. So I'm, I'm happy. Oh, it's in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I'm hoping the Browns, but there's. Uh, I mean, it's the NFL. These Man. are both professional Rem- teams. Remember when the Browns win. had Super Bowl hopes? I mean, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> For about a week, the Browns are about to go undefeated the rest of the regular they, season. Okay. They they got OBJ. Everyone was freaking out. Even though they were like a OBJ who like is essentially like a, a less competent version of like Tyler Lockett, he's uh, like makes one or two big catches a game. Now Tyler Lockett's more consistent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's still less of a diva than Antonio Brown. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that's gonna be a, di- a you know, short of like assaulting fans <laughs> during a game i don't know that we're gonna see much worse in our lifetime than antonio brown no we'll see um i hope one comes up but yeah it's like uh, yeah obj is a great target he's really fast he has decent hands he's dropped a lot Ugh. of passes he hasn't been super effective 
he I, I feel like he's overhyped a little bit because he makes a lot of his well he made one spectacular catch and that was like and it launched his career yeah. now like i said the dude's a competent player he's quick he can catch except apparently when he really needs well, to I, th- I think he's a top 10 receiver in the league maybe i i think there's not really a question about that but you know i i, think... I don't know i'm putting behind hunter renfro <laughs> i mean obviously <laughs> hunter renfro's a god yeah yeah you know i'm you know if i was in a place of bad i'd probably i'd probably take the browns straight up but i wouldn't take them with the spread because i'm pretty sure they're favored hot uh, betting tips with a degenerate gambler Yes. Who makes like a max of a five dollar bet at any given time? Yeah, yeah, max. Real, real problems there, buddy. Yeah. Well, I'm not betting, I'm not betting my savings, so. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm only betting five dollars at the maximum, so I think I'm all right. That's fair. That's fair. Are the Packers on a bye this week? No, they're playing the. Uh, they're playing the Chargers. Oh. In, in Los Angeles, so it's going to be about 70% uh, Packers fans. I predict the entire stadium to be yellow one way or the other. Well, okay, wow. wow. What analysis. <laughs> yeah, again, again. cutting, cutting edge <laughs> uh, chromatic analysis. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be, you're right, probably a 70-30 split Packers to Chargers. I'd be curious to see how much the tickets are, to be honest. I'm not going to lie, that could very well be the score, too. 21-7. to 7 like yeah i i'm not really you know i'm nervous about austin eckler because <laughs> run defense god that would be nice considering eckler's in my flex this week well i hope he has negative 12 points shut up <laughs> listen i, I, I want you to has, win but uh i want me to win too but i don't really uh also, I mean, the Chargers' defense has sort of not been stellar the last little while. And Aaron Rodgers has been the best quarterback in the league uh, over yeah. the past couple weeks. So uh, that, that that Derwin James injury really is uh, yeah, not great. Um, so that one, I mean, depending on what version of the Packers' defense shows up, um, yeah. could be anywhere from like a skunk to an offensive shootout. Yeah, I, I agree Honestly, with that one. Um, we'll see on that one. Uh, what else do we have this week? Have we covered everything? I feel like we're getting close. Yeah. So I'm looking on SeaGeek, and currently the cheapest ticket for Packers Chargers is three fifty. Three hundred and fifty. Hmm. I okay. Oh. Oh. Holy oh. shit. Oh, that's. Did you? Did you? Uh... Yeah. Uh, breaking news, uh, just announced now, Steph Curry has a broken left hand. Ow. First of all, ow. Whoa. Uh, secondly, I foresee the Warriors season, if you can still make a bet on it, hammer the under for their season wins this year. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, wow. Because I assume it's probably around 50. Um. That is, I mean, I would have probably bet the under anyway. Yeah, really. But holy crap, that breaking news. Wow. I I guess, which is great because at best, the only person listening to this tomorrow might care. Or it'll just be me. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Wow. That, uh, the Warriors, you know, feels good not knowing they're not going to be in the finals this year. (laughs) Oh, man. I, yeah, probably not. Not unless it turns out that Willie Cauley-Stein is secretly like the... Shaq? Second, yeah, the second coming of Shaq. 
Which is <laughs> quite unlikely. I mean, you know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, we'll see about that. Uh, so I think we've kind of covered all of our major sports here. Uh, quick thing about NASCAR. It's fuck Alex Bowman after last week. You're goddamn right. I was right. willing to give him some uh, some leeway. Um, towards the end of the race, our boy Bubba, Bubba Wallace was running, what, 10th, I believe? I believe at that time he was 9th or 10th. 9th or 10th. Bowman just runs into his rear quarter yeah, panel. It, it was bad. Didn't spin Bubba. Bubba ended up finishing top 15. Yeah, I believe he was 13th, which for RPM is a hell of a run. but Hell of a run. They had a top 10 car. Bowman, and... from the nicest possible place, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no one likes you. Um, I can't articulate how annoying that is to actually... Like, have a driver running well, and then yeah. uh, Mr. Silverspoon just decides to hit him. Well, I wouldn't call him Silverspoon. Okay. But... Oh, he was the one that said Silverspoon to Austin Dillon. Perhaps Which, projecting ever so slightly. They're young NASCAR drivers. I think pretty much all of them are, at, to some extent, Silverspoon. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, maybe not quite as F1, because that is... I, yeah, but all of those guys can race for the most part. I mean, you know... Unless you're in a Williams, then you're kind of just a moving chicane. <laughs> well, yeah. But um, no, I, so, obviously, curse result, the 19 took it, uh, which pains me, but it means that we didn't have to deal with a Martin Truex post-race where he blames everything and everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, hopefully uh, Martin Puex uh, loses at Homestead because... We are mature, young adults, calling drivers play school <laughs> kindergarten playground type <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about well yeah be, well because of this wonderful format that brian france thought of we have uh martin Tremendous. we have uh martin Truex Jr. locked into the playoffs uh, at homestead homestead he's going to homestead hopefully this will create some more game seven moments i just watched the light leave michael's eyes <laughs> oh i found his trigger Oh, <laughs> yeah. You, you said you told me you, you said game seven moment in tonight in tonight's World Series game, which was actually a game seven moment. But all I can think of is yeah. Martin... Can you imagine when we'll get that at Homestead with a lap to go and like the last what is it four drivers? I want you all to know whoever the hell is actually listening. To this is garbage. I'm I really want to just leave and go outside right now. Keep in mind I'm wearing socks and a short sleeve shirt and, and it's, it's like 10 de- it's like 10 degrees yeah. outside right now and we're recording this in his room <laughs> yeah i really wanted to go outside right now for about 10 minutes and probably break my windows uh, I, I wouldn't do that i'm not i'm not gonna pull you on kyle's car ouch <laughs> this isn't supposed to be a lifestyle podcast <laughs> but i can explain that briefly call her daddy uh you said lifestyle lifestyle podcast yeah, welcome to the uh, Call Him Mommy podcast. <laughs> Not an original joke. Um, yeah, no. I was, out, I was out skiing with a buddy one time, and we got his car buried in snow, which was a Scion XB, by the way. I missed that car. Me too. And uh, we were lucky enough to get a tow, and I had had a plastic cup that I was using to scoop uh, snow out from under the tires to try to get some traction. And we got it, and I go to, uh, I threw the uh, cup towards uh, Kyle, the friend who was driving us, and Miss it you, Kyle. Uh, 
flew straight through the back window of the XB and cracked it. And then I Oops. found out how cheap uh, rear windows are to, are to replace on a Scion XB. I mean... Turns out, about 200 bucks. Not so bad for a shattered window. No, not, not bad at all. But yes, that's quite a... Yeah. Anyway. I mean, um, in your defense, I mean, it was a cup. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Do you want to make this a four-hour uh, podcast where we just complain about NASCAR? Boy, could we do that. Boy, could we. Um, yeah, so... Truex goes to Homestead. Where are they racing this week? Uh, I believe uh, Texas. At, at Texas. Texas. Which is essentially going to be a super speedway with this package. Oh, God. I think. The, the, the way that it drives, I mean, everybody's probably going to 2019 be rules package. Another trigger. Flat out through everything. Flat, this is yeah. so great. Anytime I want to make Michael's blood pressure go up, I just mentioned modern day NASCAR. It's tremendous. That is a very simple way to do things because stage racing and caution clocks which thankfully don't exist anymore uh playoffs <laughs> big ass spoilers because you know why spoilers so big that they have to be clear for visibility yes also yeah. um a package in which the truck series and xfinity cars have more horsepower than the fucking cup cars yeah yeah and people wonder why the truck series is the best series in, in, in NASCAR. The correct answer is because the trucks race at Eldora. That is an excellent point. <laughs> also because you don't get Natalie Decker every other week. Oh. And that is a guaranteed uh-oh. breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... No offense. But... Breakfast. Breakfast. I mean... All of the easy-to-make jokes aside, it's a rough look just when you are when you're an odds on favorite to wreck out of a race (laughs) according to sports books it's a it's it's a rough well that's what you get when you uh, go on f1 you see roman grosjean is the is always the odds on favorite to wreck out first (laughs) (sighs) yeah god damn it yes except for uh when we have any money riding on f1 and then it's just whatever driver has been bet on verstappen yep that did happen that was a fun race <laughs> yeah i mean it was a fun race it just wasn't a fun start <laughs> well it was an enjoyable to watch race yeah because reasons yeah um because uh because of reasons we'll just leave it at that there you it go. was a good race um <laughs> and lewis hamilton didn't actually win that one if i recall shockingly Pretty yes sure it was, was it a vettel might have been Vettel. Was... Why are you asking? Like, I remember. I just enjoyed watching the race. <laughs> That's fair. Because, you know, there aren't stages in Formula uh. <sighs> yeah. No. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. It, it would have been nice for you to be a NASCAR fan, uh, like, years ago, and then you can really feel my pain. I just find the product annoying to watch as a newcomer. I also just find the announcement. There we annoying. go. It's an hour and a half podcast time where we just complain about NASCAR for the last 40 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. The announcers. Oh, boy. I mean, I they're know, not great. I don't know which, which broadcast is worse, Fox or NBC. I don't have an opinion. I would rather watch the race on mute, to be <laughs> honest. Or if they had like a track only audio. <laughs> I oh, would. M- oh, the MRN broadcast is great. I would. Yeah. I, I would. Yeah, I would much prefer that. Yeah, MRN is great, although they... Being in a race where there's no commentary. I mean, to be fair, when we went to the Pennzoil 400 last year, I fell asleep. But <laughs> that's only because Harvick led 178 laps and or something. And failed inspection. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah. 
Which, you know, back then they didn't fail him. It was just an encumbered win, which yeah. still counted as a win, but took points off because, again, NASCAR did Because why would you want to punish cheating in something <laughs> that's supposed to be a legitimate sport? It's, I, I know legit, legitimate not. Legitimate NASCAR is the equivalent of WWE, and that's... It's the WWE of motorsports. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. is. And I'd say that Formula One's like... What what's your analogy here? The UFC. Ooh, speaking of the UFC, can you just talk about <laughs> yes. how excited we are for Masvidal. Diaz Masvidal? Oh I, I'm God. excited for that. I don't know um, who specifically is on the undercard. It's a fight that I'm excited to see, though. Obviously, there was the whole controversy with Diaz earlier because he failed a drug test and right, right, stuck to his guns essentially, and the him. UFC blinked. Uh, they weren't going to let anybody drop out of a main event that late. No. Uh, which I guess kind of betrays their heritage as a doped up fighting ring. It just happens <laughs> to be the best doped up fighting ring in all of combat sports. So Imagine watching boxing over a WWE. Uh, <laughs> really? Is that your take? You think the WWE is better than boxing? I'm going to run with that. I know that's not what you meant to say. It is not at all. But uh, yeah, man, I'd, I would much rather see AJ Styles drop a phenomenal <laughs> forearm than whatever split decision bullshit is going to happen thing. when there's no knockout. Here's the thing. I'd almost, I almost rather would, to be honest. I meant to say UFC, but I almost would rather would. The only WWE. problem is, I, I know you're not immersed in this culture at all, but there's nope. this thing in the WWE called 50-50 booking, which is I basically... Don't like a split decision in boxing there always has to be a rematch so somebody's gonna get a win at one pay-per-view and then the other person's probably gonna get it at the other unless they discontinue the storyline so uh currently uh, jorge masvidal is the uh, favorite against nate diaz that's not really surprising also uh derek lewis is apparently fighting oh excellent uh at 7 a.m on november 2nd which Which is unfortunate because I'm not going to be awake for what is hopefully another iconic post-fight interview. (laughs) My balls was hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Looking forward to that one. Also, speaking of uh, fighting, uh, Logan Paul and KSI. Oh, this is supposed to be a sports podcast. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess technically it is because they're licensed now, so they're supposed to be going at it without headgear. I don't really want to talk about it until afterwards. It's okay, we won't. I mean, we Just can... moving on, because they're both kind of shitty. Yeah. I don't know which one I dislike more. I don't want to... I don't want to tread into this. Anyway, NASCAR. Oh, yeah, we're... <laughs> well, we're back on it. Are, are we back from our mandatory caution? <laughs> well, that was, that was the uh, caution clock for us talking NASCAR. That, that was the end of uh, stage two for us talking about NASCAR. We're in the home stretch now. So honestly, <laughs> as a new uh, inbound fan, this is probably my like least popular opinion about that. The hero mm. worship of old drivers is so counterproductive to fostering new talent. One hundred percent. I here's the thing. Like, I under oh boy, here we go. Here, here's the thing. The thing is. When you go to races, you see a lot of Dale Senior. Dale that is the only Jr. thing you see. It's number three, number eighty-eight, and, number and then eight. number nine. Well, the number eight <laughs> and, and number eight. Dale's original number, but I mean, and then all you know, old Jeff Gordon stuff. Which uh, the thing is, you don't. I mean, you see, you know, at like football games, you see people with throwback jerseys, but it's still their team. Like if. Sure, I'm sure there. You know, there's fans of like you know. I I I would call myself a Team Penske fan. There's probably Roush fans, which 
I'm sorry. Rough life. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, you know, well, there might even be RPM fans. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Although I guess technically we, we are, are RPM, RPM fans. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Walked I mean, right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> it's Bubba Wallace and Richard Petty. You can't really go wrong with those two. I mean... I mean, you actually could go very Hot wrong. take, the best uh, the best NASCAR driver in history, and the un- un- new and exciting... A driver with an actual cover. personality. Two, even, with actual personalities. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. So everybody... Uh-oh. Um, you know, oh worships boy. the ground that da- yet here we go. You ready? Oh, no. Everybody worships oh, the ground that Dale Senior walks on, which is, I mean, I get it. He did a lot for the sport. He's also an incredible driver. And then they unironically turn around and support Wonderbread Chase Elliott. No, here's my thing. This, is, if any NASPR fan actually listens to this, it's an old school fan. They're gonna hate me. Um, you, you know, you want to know who Dale Senior most is oh, most boy. like today. Oh boy, Kyle Busch. Yep, Kyle Busch is the most Dale Senior like driver. The, di- the difference in NASCAR. is, Kyle hasn't wrecked as many people, and Kyle's not from the South. Whoa. Is probably the other thing that hurts his fan appeal. Much as I hate to say it, there's a huge regional bias. <laughs> You're right, but I mean, I just Kyle Busch is a fantastic personality. And here's the thing. Oh come on, I think you mean the best NASCAR joke ever, <laughs> Kyle. Yep. Wow. The best and most original NASCAR joke. Wow, I, I'm just, I'm Because we're really sick. ones that get to criticize peddling stale humor. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, but no, Kyle, I mean, Kyle is a great personality. He's not afraid to talk shit about the car, which, God bless, because it's awful. And, you know, he's a villain, which every sport needs. The Patriots. The Warriors. The Sharks. <laughs> fuck you san jose yeah <laughs> um yeah but i just it, the hero worship is bad i mean you just like it, it's a shame because hendrick i get wanting to pay tribute to the icons of the sport but good god choose a new driver but yeah like like if dude, what, what do you need, I, what are you gonna do on sundays are you just gonna watch old like are you gonna go, like go through like the 92 season and like when the new daytona 500 is coming on you just watch like the net one from 92 <laughs> yeah like they they get to pretend that that's how it still is i don't know i i mean hopefully and now as much as we're talking bad about it it was better racing oh, i would facts. like to see that again you know an actual I, point system I, I don't know what you're talking about. Winning you're in is the best kind of thing because it totally doesn't punish consistency in any meaningful way. Which, like, this is the thing that makes me laugh is that NASCAR has this whole winning you're in thing because they're trying to be, like, modern-day sports. Yeah. So... Creating Game 7 moments. (laughs) So... There we go. The Light Leaves mm. Part 2. So let me get this straight. So, NASCAR... So so winning you're in, right? So yeah. basically what you're saying is the Browns should have been in the playoffs when they went 1-15. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's how stupid this fucking format is. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh. <laughs> that's, uh, what, that's that's yeah. how... Oh, my God. Everything just hurts. Hey, understandable, honestly. Um, yeah, it just... I mean... As someone who has just got into the sport recently, it's hard to watch sometimes. Especially when you have Rick Allen on the commentary. I, I, it's not even that. It's when anybody leads a more than 120 laps. It's hard oh for yeah, me to watch. No. I mean, and this new package is supposed to create closer racing. And then you see and then you see that the driver in first is ahead by three seconds. 
three seconds and has been for the last hundred laps. Yes. Yeah. Enthralling. Yeah, and then not to, not to mention that you can't that you can't pass with this goddamn package. You literally you have to wait for restarts to be excited. Yeah. That's what this fucking package is. It's just, it's restarts. No, you know what it is? It's coming out of halftime. It's the yeah. same idea. Yeah, pretty much. Except <laughs> the difference is there's more excitement in like every other sport than like the like second half of stage two. So I suppose that me falling asleep at the Pennzoil 400 is actually indicative of our stance on this. <laughs> oh no, if it was like a Talladega race from 2004, we'd be like, huh, 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 what, what, what? <laughs> yeah, instead of falling asleep and getting sunburned. Um, oh yeah, well, I remember that one. That was fun. That was that was rough. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to going to the race next year, and I'm also even more looking forward to the uh, next gen car because God forbid the racing be the the racing can't be worse. I'll I say, I'll say that I still would like to posit my uh, plans for the next gen car, which involve a uh, uh, 250 horsepower. Uh, turbocharged four-cylinder motor. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go cry now. And uh, um, it's technically speaking only a two-horsepower motor because 248 of the uh, horsepower actually uh, powers a vacuum pump. Keep talking. That I'm leaving. sucks the car onto the racing okay, surface. We're, we're ending this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't let the door hit you on your way out. <laughs>